0: As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
1: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd.
0: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Catch week three of the USFL season on Fox starting Saturday as the Memphis Showboats take on the Houston Gamblers at 7 Eastern. Then on Sunday, the New Jersey Generals take on the Michigan Panthers at 4 Eastern, all on Fox and the Fox Sports app.
1: Well, 43 years at NFL Films. He watches tape for a living. We use him during the NFL season and the day of the draft. Let's bring in Greg Cosell. So let's start with quarterbacks. And let's start with, you know, Green Bay is an interesting team. So Green Bay, due to the Jets' deal they got a first and two seconds, and they've got to get a receiver and a tight end and an edge rusher. But they don't know what Jordan Love is. So my guess is if a Max Duggan from TCU was available in, like, the third round, they go get him. Let me throw out a couple of quarterbacks that I think Green Bay would go after. Let's start with Fresno State, Jake Hayner. Not ideal size, not ideal. A total gamer. Feels a little Colt McCoy to me. Is he worth a pick in the third or fourth round? I mean, I personally think so. He was a,
3: a, of the non-top quarterbacks, and I'm sure we'll get to those. But I really liked Jay Kaner a lot on film. He's – it's obvious he's competitive. Of course, that in and of itself doesn't make for a great quarterback. But there is a timing and rhythm to his game, Colin. There's a decisiveness to him. He turned the ball loose. Um you could see that the sort of physical and mental toughness in the way in which he played, he did have some secondary action ability. He understood where to go with the ball. He processed things. Well, you know, he's under six feet, which, you know, is less of an issue today than it was years ago, as you well know. Um, I would say most people would see him as a backup type. Yeah. But again, then you get into style of team running game receivers, what your defense looks like. Could a guy like Jake Hayner start in those situations? You think of a Taylor Heineke who started for, for Washington and, and quite frankly did okay. So I think Hayner probably falls into that
1: category. Okay, let's do Hendon Hooker, who's seen as the fifth quarterback, little older, had an ACL. But when I watched him, and I watched plenty of Tennessee football, big, beautiful ball, moves enough. What is the yep. tape? What does the tape say? Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, that's what the tape says. I mean, he's a
3: strong arm quarterback. He's got really good throwing traits. He can work the intermediate and deeper levels. The issue you face with him, and it may or may not be an issue, but he ran, as you know, a relatively pure air-rate offense. And what that means is a strong emphasis on no-huddle fast tempo, the really wide splits by the receivers, So it's, you know, the college field is different from the NFL field due to the hash marks. So therefore, the wide side of the field is really wide. Um, And what we call pure progression reads. And pure progression means that you really don't have to know anything about the defense. You simply, you have a primary read. If he's open, you throw it. If he's not, doesn't matter why he's not. You just go to number two. If number two is not open, you go to number three. You don't have to understand the defense. You're not taught defense. Uh, You just throw it to the guy who's open, so to speak, which sounds simplistic, but in the NFL, you need to know and understand defense.
1: So when you look at, let's go to the guys now that are at the top, Will Levis, why is his judgment, I talked to two NFL execs, they really question his judgment. Is it because he falls in love with his big arm? You know, Brett Favre could do that, where he would make throws, you just don't do. Why does a kid who is reportedly very smart, mom went to Yale, big S2 score, why does he make so many bad throws? Um, You know,
3: I think, don't forget, here's what his background has been. He started for two years there. The first year was was with Liam Cohen, who came from the Rams and then went back to the Rams, but he was the offensive coordinator in 2021. It's a very defined offense, Colin. So he is used to, and in a sense it was the same this year in 2022, but for some reason the whole year was a struggle for many reasons. But even 2021 when he was better, everything was clearly defined. And I think he's used to playing that way. I don't think he's used to going through progressions in the way that, let's say, an NFL quarterback would be taught in a strict sense. Um, So I think for him to succeed particularly early in his career – He would need to be in an offense, a lot of play action, a lot of defined reads, defined throws, know where you're going with it, not have to do a lot of elimination of of what's not there and then isolating what is there. I think you have to keep it. I hate using the word simple because that makes it seem like he's not a smart player. But I think that's the style of offense he would have to be in, where everything is really clearly laid out for him. And by the way, there's NFL offenses like that as well, where quarterbacks succeed
1: c j. Stroud, um, a lot of predetermined throws. Ohio State's got remarkable left tackles and receivers. Is there let we know what he you know he's a very accurate thrower, sits in the pocket. Jared Goff is seen as a comp. Is there anything on tape with CJ. Stroud? You didn't like that's a that's a red flag or a warning at all? Um,
3: not a major warning, but I think you nailed it. There's many predetermined throws. That's true in a lot of college offenses. Um, and there's certainly a difference, which is always hard to know when you watch tape between predetermination and anticipation. Um, it's a very hard thing to know for sure. Um you know, I think there are questions, if if there's a true question, you'd say it would be about his ability to function in muddied, contested pockets. Yeah. Um, most things are clean. He moves a little better than people think, and it wasn't just the Georgia game. There are many examples during the season where he moved a little bit and did show some pocket movement and did make some plays outside of structure. Um, he's a really pretty thrower, you know, and he does something that, not a lot of college quarterbacks do, Colin. He throws with pace and touch. Yeah. He's not a fastball thrower. Now, he can muscle it up at times, but he's also extremely accurate at the intermediate and deeper levels. Yeah. And um, what you said is true, and a lot of people look at that and say, oh, he's just like every Ohio State quarterback. Great offensive talent. He's throwing to five-star receivers. They've got great offensive linemen. Anybody could do that. Um, but he still, if you just look at his traits – they're pretty high level.
1: Yeah. I, I think the Jared Goff comp I heard is he's a tall kid. He throws a really yep. pretty catchable ball. Occasionally Jared can zip it in there, but he's not known as a you know a power thrower. But sure. uh that's not the world's worst comp. Jared Goff's won a lot of games. Okay. Um Will Anderson, the rush edge. People are saying now maybe he's just a situational edge rusher. I don't think he's a Bosa. I don't think he looks physically like uh chase young. What is he on tape? Some people say he regressed this year. What do you see? Yeah, I think he's an explosive physical power
3: player, much more than a true athletic player. Um, I think when, and I watched a ton of him last year, last summer from 2021. And of course this year, um, he's obviously a good player, but if you're really evaluating him, he's a little tight hipped He's a little straight line linear. Um, but he's explosive. He's powerful. Keep one thing in mind. What Alabama did defensively, a lot of stunting and a lot of slanting. And that helped him tremendously. It helped him shoot into gaps. It helped him when they stunted, you, uh, you know, as the looper come around and there'd be nobody in front of him. And that really added to his, his statistics. But he's he's a power player more than an athlete. Think of, think of it this way. And I think uh, people can see this. Think about a motorcycle and when it leans. He doesn't have motorcycle lean. Yeah. He's not that kind of pass rusher.
1: Yeah. Okay, Ohio State. I I I watched all of these receivers a lot. Uh Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Buckeyes. Um, he's got a little bit more, it feels like a little more burst than a Jordan Addison. Um yep. I, I, I mean, he's just I mean, I think Jordan's a route runner. Uh he's small, uh, good hands, not gonna run past anybody. Who do you, who who's Jackson's comp here to you?
3: Oh, I don't know if I have an exact comp, but I really like the player a lot. Okay. And I think you lose sight of the fact that he's almost 6'1 and almost 200 pounds. He is really quick in and out of breaks. And in 2021, when he played the whole season, 104 of his 113 targets came out of the slot. But he is big enough to play on the outside. Huh. So I think he's going to give you inside outside flexibility. And I really like him. He's one of my favorite receivers in this draft just because of his ability to separate. He is really quick in, in short spaces.
1: So, Bijan Robinson, I've said this multiple times over the last three days. I've had multiple scouts, people in the league tell me Bijan's about a clean, as clean a prospect as you can have. Yeah. Catch, run, quick durable, coachable. Uh, does, I mean, is, he, I think he's got more fluidity than a Jonathan Taylor who's just track fast. It feels like kind of goes full speed ahead. A little more fluidity. Uh, I don't know if he's as powerful as a Zeke. Uh, I don't know if he's as shifty as a Saquon, but I feel like he's an A back. I've, I look at him and I think, oh, that's a Pro Bowl level back. That's what it looks like to me. What? What say you on the tape?
3: Yeah, well, I like Bijan Robinson a lot. I actually think he's a better prospect than Saquon was coming out of Penn State. Um, I think that the issue with, with backs now, and this is where I think the NFL and offensive coaches are going to have to really think this through because everybody says, of course, don't draft backs. But when you have a player like Bijan Robinson or a Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, they are offensive weapons who are explosive, Colin. Doesn't it become incumbent upon offensive coaches to figure out a way to maximize that explosiveness? You're trying to create big plays. These guys can give you big plays. You know, these guys are totally different than the Derrick Henry's of the world who are just basically running backs who you hand the ball to. Robinson, when you line him up detached from the formation, he runs routes. He looks like a wide receiver. That's true of Jameer Gibbs as well. So these are offensive weapons who can create explosive plays anytime you need to have these guys on the field.
1: All right, let's circle back for Greg Cosell's big play of the week to C.J. Stroud. He's the one that's kind of undefined now. We think Will Levis is coming up and Bryce Young is one, and nobody's (laughs) quite sure on C.J. Let's see the play.
3: Yeah, I just chose this play. I happen to like C.J. Stroud a lot based on tape. You know, the other stuff... You can talk to people all day long. You'll get different points of view. But let's show the play. This is a touchdown he threw against Michigan State. And I chose this play essentially because it's an NFL play. And, you know, a lot of people talk about college offense versus NFL offense. But this is an NFL concept. Stroud's in the gun. The formation is closed to the boundary. There's no split receiver. Then you get their two five-star receivers, twins to the field. Okay, they have all five-star receivers. Right now, the defense is in split safety, but what they're going to do is they're going to blitz that player. So what you're going to get now is you're going to get the the receiver closest running into the middle of the field, and then you're going to get Harrison, who's the back receiver, essentially one-on-one now because of the nature of the route concept. And this is what happens in the league. You go twins to the field, you work one receiver into the middle to eat up. The safety, and then you get one-on-one on the outside, and it becomes pitch and catch. This is something you see in the league. It relates to what you were talking about. I mean, you look at at uh, Stroud, when he's clean in the pocket, he's the cleanest thrower in this draft class. So the question is, where does he go? Can you protect him? And can you make it easier for him, relatively speaking?
1: Greg Cosell, 43 years NFL Films, one of our favorite weekends of the year with the NFL draft. My friend, great seeing you again. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now now he makes me like CJ Stroud. Let's take him second. <laughs> I wish Greg, let's, Greg talks me you to know, a lot of people. He got me taking Jake Hayner to, to, to how about we go Jake Hayner? The, the, let's say the Packers get go receiver, tight end, edge rusher, third round, they got a pick. Get a backup. I'll, I'll, can You and I agree on this. The quarterback that nobody's talking about that I think is going to end up starting in the NFL is Max Duggan at TCU. Now, I don't know how great he's going to be, but I think he has a better arm than Brock Purdy. I think he's basically Brock Purdy with a better... Everybody always knocked
2: Max Duggan's arm. His arm's good. It's fine. Well, it depends where you land. If he's landing in Philadelphia or San Francisco, no. yeah, he's got a shot. But if he ends up in Chicago or... Some other outpost. So, uh, he's not gonna have any chance. So he
1: is my underdrafted player, the, the guy that will he'll start at some point in this league. Maybe it's just six seven games. Yeah. I think Max Duggan, quarterback TCU, is worth a third round pick.
2: Well, you know Chris Felica, the Bear, obviously yeah. we, he's a Jets fan, so we text a lot, and he was saying how he likes Jake the Snake. This was before Rogers. Like if the Jets got to draft a quarterback, Jake Jake Hayner. But he's he tiny. likes him a lot. He is, but he makes plays, man. That guy's, he's, he's one of those winners. Like, well, he
1: beat UCLA and just, and it was all banged up, like wincing throughout the game. Yeah. So he's, he's a gamer. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
5: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
4: And then you have China.
0: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, J-Mac with the news. No,
2: no, no. no, Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, let's start with Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers because we got to talk about him every hour. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, he took a couple jabs at the Packers saying, yeah. you know, if you want to get a hold of him, you got to FaceTime him. <laughs> and he didn't have any missed video calls from the Packers. Well, of course, Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, was then asked about those comments, and he made it clear, listen, we're focused on the Packers. We're moving forward.
0: We try to communicate on a number of levels. Um, once we couldn't, we communicate with his agents quite a bit, so... Um, you know, we're not, I'm not going to get into that, I think that's uh, um, it's not good for us, not good for them, and we're going to just kind of move forward, but um, I appreciate the question, but uh, <laughs> there was no lack of effort and communication on that, that part from us. We have so much appreciation uh, for the 18 years uh, and what Aaron did for this organization. You know, there's always a little bittersweetness there, you know, as, as far as that goes, you know, but at the same time, I think we're really excited uh, for what this team can do moving forward, excited for, you know, Jordan and his growth, um, great conversation with him today, and... Um just uh you know, he's very obviously um energized and, and ready to go.
2: So you've had a couple jobs you've left, right? You always want to leave on good terms. Say the right things publicly. I, I, I get along with every place I've ever left. Behind the scenes, you can take all the shots you want and say stuff privately, but Aaron does it the
1: opposite. Aaron takes shots publicly. Yeah. And then and then Yeah, I, I I'm a big believer in don't napalm bridges. Just get along with people, move on. it When you're taking shots at somebody, it generally means you have animosity. I don't have, I've left local, I've left ESPN. I I don't, I I don't get it. I I do my, you and I are similar this way because you and I love the business of what we do. We do a 99% of what we do is behind the scenes. Yeah. It's strategy behind the scenes. I, would, I don't like when Aaron goes passive-aggressive and takes shots at people. So, uh,
2: you know, I said started the website, sold it, yeah. and eventually, like years later, I got pushed out by these guys, and they took some jabs at me in the media. Oh, how's it doing now? I took the high road. Of course you I, did. I took the high road. Now, privately to you, I ranted and ranted because we were friends. I remember. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. Anyways, uh, next story, uh, Bijan Robinson. This is your guy. I was surprised you had him going eighth in the draft. Uh, the Eagles are sitting at 10, and... Apparently, you know, they lost Miles Sanders. Apparently, the Eagles are interested in him at 10, but other NFC teams reportedly do not want to see him end up in Philly. He believes, or these sources believe, that the pairing would be scary. Colin, I just went back 10 years, first-round running backs. Many of them didn't even get a second contract with that team. I know. A lot of them were traded. A lot of them, some of them were out of the league. Todd Gurley went 10th overall. He was like a comet in the NFL for like two years. I, I just... I'm, I'm not buying a running back in the top ten. I don't buy it, especially not to Atlanta. But but let me ask you this. I, I've always said this about kickers. <laughs> you can't draft a
1: kicker. Well, that's funny because the best coach ever, Bill Belichick, has. Yeah, they're your leading scores in the sport. In what sport would the leading score not be a, a draftable position? It's just dumb guys. Okay, all right. Okay, well. so running backs. A good running back who can catch, like Bijan. He is going to be 1,500 yards to an offense. In what galaxy, in what sport, would somebody that produces 1,500
2: yards, at what level of football is that not valuable? Well, it just so happens we have a couple examples of that. All right. So Travis Etienne coming out of Clemson well, went he got 25th. Hurt. He did. A lot of these running backs. But he was got good. Hurt. By the way, he was good last year. He did some things. He was good. Saquon Barkley went second overall.
1: Barkley has been, when healthy, terrific. Zeke was terrific. Bill Belichick, the genius you just referenced, took Sony Michelle. Yo, yeah, well, that 31st. was a bad pick. Nick Chubb, second round. That's ideal. Can That's I go yeah, right, right there? Second like, round. Okay, so Zach Charbonnet, it, 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 um, the UCLA kid. Yeah. He'll go third round, top of the third round. That's ideal that you can get a star running back in the third round. But, but, there's one running back. In this draft class that is a first a
2: star. It's him. Okay, there was one of those, and his name was Ezekiel Elliott. He went fourth overall to Dallas. And he had a good run. Uh he, he how, how many playoff wins was he integral to? Okay, in okay. What was his production? Oh uh, yeah, he put up Massive. numbers. I don't
1: look at it as playoff wins. If I draft Bijan and he gives me fifteen hundred yards and four touchdowns per year, and then, by the way, he could also go more than that. Let's say fourteen. Let's say thirteen to fifteen to sixteen hundred yards and rushing five, and receiving, right? Yes. Yeah. And yes. And, uh, uh, and and six touchdowns a year. Give me that player. Why wouldn't I want that production?
2: I don't know. It just feels like you can get that with like a fifth. To, Algier, the kid in Atlanta. We laugh at him. Yeah. you know, he, he might know have won somebody player. a fantasy football contest. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a late round pick, fifth or sixth round, and he delivered a thousand yards, a bunch of touchdowns. And they have Cordarell Patterson. Those two guys combined are that- better than what you're gonna get from one guy in Bijan. All right. Know. Well, I just I wouldn't take him top ten. Final story. Uh, we got some odds here. Quarterbacks to go in the first round tonight. The total is four and a half at fox bet. We know Young is going. We know Stroud is going. We think Levis is going. Uh, yeah, Levis is going. First yeah. round. And we think Anthony Richards is going first yes, round. Yes, yes. So to hit the over, you need Hendon Hooker. You need Hendon Hooker.
1: And so what's the bot? What's the very bottom of the first round? Kansas City,
2: yeah, it's not good. Not, not good if you need a quarterback. Right. That being said, Vikings at twenty three are in play. I think he fits there. I do too. Big, now, strong kid that can move. If they pass on him, you're probably screwed, and you can tear off the ticket. You know, unless somebody trades into the first round. Like, did the Ravens trade in to get Lamar? At thirty two? No. Yes, think, I think uh, they did. Uh, yeah, 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 they did. They did. So yeah. that could be a scenario if somebody loves Hendon Hooker. The 25-year-old quarterback coming off an ACL well, uh,
1: Minnesota works because uh, I think Hooker is probably something he's a little raw, but put him behind Kirk Cousins for a year. They've drafted a few quarterbacks behind Kirk, I think, and they, they've never panned out. Kellen Mond, that remember that work. experiment? That didn't work. Yeah. Bad. J Mack with the news.
0: Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The lie News.
1: Now you got me
2: rethinking everything here. What John Robinson? I don't know. I mean Todd Gurley, cowherd, was unstoppable. he was like an MVP candidate and within 2 years he was out of the league. Now let me ask you this though. Why do I why does every
1: draft pick have to be a 12 year player? If 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 I'm let's say okay let's let's just take the top oh, wait, 10. Every teams. first round pick you're saying, right? Why? Uh, let me give you an example. <sighs> let me give you an example that I'll give you some example here. Okay. I don't need him. Okay, so let's just say, I'll just throw the Eagles out. So Philadelphia has just paid their quarterback a fortune. They have tight ends and wide receivers and aging O-line. The key for Philadelphia is let's make sure Jalen Hurts, can we reduce the number of times he runs? You get Bijan Robinson, Jalen Hurts cuts his rushing attempts in half. So not only am I getting the production for B. John Robinson in Philly, I am literally saving years and hits off my quarterback. I mean, they've got the receivers, the tight ends, and the O-line. Now, I would argue I, <laughs> I like getting Skaronsky, the O-line, interior O-line. But he, their O-line's great. But th- that's the way I think about it. it. Like when they got Zeke in Dallas, Zeke... Is the reason Dak, if Dallas had no run game, what is Dak? He ain't going 13 and three. So if you get a star running back in a top pick and you have a young quarterback that, you know, I mean, like Baltimore could argue, yeah, we like Lamar. We don't want him to run anymore. Okay. I'll give you an example. Buffalo. Buffalo now is acknowledging publicly the coach and the quarterback. Josh Allen needs to run less. What would be wrong, Buffalo moving up and saying, there's a way to make Josh Allen run less. Get a
2: star running back. I'm not right, just so saying. My, my counter on the Jalen Hurts, and I like that, is the thing that makes him so dangerous is the running ability. Right. Because right. he's the dual threat quarterback. You can't just drop back in a zone or whatever. Your your defense is going to be impacted because of the way Hurts runs. Right. In the, in the Super Bowl, he had a case for MVP because of his legs. Okay. Kept them in the game. Same with Josh Allen. Like, right. If he becomes a pocket you know, passer, I'm not is Josh saying Allen is dangerous. You go from
1: eleven rushes to one, but eleven rushes to six. Josh Allen from seven runs to three. What I'm saying is, I'm not taking away the fastball. I just don't want you to throw it as often. And so I, I said this about John Morant. I love the spectacular. Dude, you need to score sixteen a night on mid-range jumpers or easy threes. Not right. everything can be a fireworks show because somebody's got to clean up the fireworks show. So let me ask you: You watch that Bills'
2: offense against the Bengals? They need a running do back. Anything. Okay, they need a running back, but they like the offensive line's not opening up anything. Like Singletary had no room. The running back had well, no room. What? what it's not going to open up all of a sudden. For what do great
1: running backs do? They find room. <laughs> I mean, right. it's the great running backs find you extra yards. So I just think. If I have a young quarterback or a quarterback that's either young that needs help or moves a little more than I like. By the way, Russell Wilson with Marshawn Lynch felt like a different quarterback than Russell yeah. Wilson last year without a run game. Yeah. That's why that emergence of that that young running back for Denver who's coming off an injury – Javante. all of a sudden South he Williams. becomes a 1,300-yard rusher, Russell Wilson's running becomes yeah. more effective because he can pick
2: his spots. And remember, the Jets' offensive line wasn't good, but Brees Hall gets in there and is just making things happen for like five weeks. He looked like a top five well, back in the league.
1: I would also argue at this point in Aaron's career, he runs less. So a running back means more to Aaron than six years ago. That's fair. Um uh, Live in LA, it's the herd. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, nine AM Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up on Game. What is Up on Game, you ask?
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Die. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The NFL Draft is tonight, and you have a chance to win $5,000 for free playing Fox Bet Super 6. Download the Super 6 app on your phone and enter your six day one predictions for a chance at the jackpot.
1: All right, J-Mac. Tonight, first round, NFL superlative. So we're going to do, uh, you prompt me and I'll tell you, overrated, underrated, sleepers, class clown, here we go. <laughs> okay. Which team will be this year's biggest
2: overachiever?
1: Um, I'm going to go with a team that generally is patient and is rewarded the Chargers. Derwin James fell into their lap. Rashawn Slater fell into their lap. I think... <coughs> They're going to sit down and get a great tight end later in the first round. Kellen Moore coming now to work. Just talked to somebody. Chase Daniel yesterday loves what Kellen Moore is going to do for him. The Chargers in this draft are going to get a receiver. They're going to get a tight end. Kellen Moore, they're going to overachieve in the draft. (laughs) Jets, (coughs) sorry. Uh, which team will be this year's Class Clown? I don't trust the Raiders. They butcher first-round picks. So you got a new coach. I mean, Alex Leatherwood, Henry Ruggs, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Cleland Farrell, uh, Jonathan Abram. They they can't get the first-round pick right. It does appear this year they want a corner, and there's two good corners. So I'm hope. I also think they'll they'll overdraft on a quarterback behind Garoppolo, and they could get Max Duggan second or third round. I just don't
2: trust the Raiders. Uh, which rookie is most likely to succeed
1: uh the receiver for ohio state listen rookie receivers come into this league and give you a thousand yards it happens jackson smith and jigba he he set the big 10 receiving record his sophomore year he's been great in bowl games and again you put him to a philadelphia receiving corners receivers and backs in 2023 can walk into this league and be highly productive He'll come in and be fantastic. You know, you had some good rookie receivers.
2: He'll come in and star his first year. Uh, This one's a little tougher because spot matters. Which rookie is least likely to succeed? Well, I think Anthony Richardson's a total project.
1: First of all, he's had all sorts of injuries. Hamstring, concussion, knee, shoulder. He completed 54% of his throws. He's just not ready to play. So where he lands is super important. You know, if he goes to a Seattle and doesn't have to play for two years, that's fine. But he's least likely to succeed next year this is a he's the definition of a prospect and a project which team is most likely to repeat a grade and be back next year yeah, yeah at the arizona because kyler Murray's <laughs> not going to play until thanksgiving they have a first year coach they got to rebuild their d-line they had the second worst defense uh, now you have your quarterback kyler murray's apparently told the team he wants a left tackle paris johnson with a yeah. first pick disaster. Well, hey, if they're here next year, at the top... Oh, I would take Caleb Williams. And just I would I it. just... Yeah, I th- first of all, I think Caleb's... Unless you have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, I think Caleb Williams, yeah. you have to take it. Uh, and move you want your a, other quarterback.
2: If you want a good laugh, look at the Cardinals' defensive depth chart right now. It is... Like, who are these dudes? Uh, which rookie is the biggest troublemaker? Well, I think the red flags go to Jalen Carter, and though he's
1: great, but, I mean, he... You know, you watched. He struggled. He couldn't finish his pro day. So with him, it's not it's not a lack of talent. Some character issues. That said, there's no way he doesn't get drafted in the top 10. He is a dominant football player in the best college conference. In the biggest games, he he can be just unblockable. Which rookie is best dressed? Meaning, uh, he looks good, but he's not necessary. It's Bijan Robinson. You don't think you need a running back in the first round? If you told me he's available at 10 for Philadelphia, Rashad Penny doesn't give you 13 starts a
2: year. You don't think they'd take him? Nope. I think it's all smoke. Wow. No interest. You don't think... I I, I like him. uh, No chance to win. I want you, real quick for me, rank the most important positions in the NFL. Quarterback, Quarterback, edge rusher, left tackle, star receiver...
1: Interior push defensive lineman. You forgot cornerback. Uh, I
2: think it's a a pass. Gardner, come on. Turn around the defense. Couldn't score a touchdown last three games. All right, fine, fine. We're at five. Don't tell me running back's more important than corner. Weapon. Secondary
1: weapon. Wow. Then corner. A
2: secondary weapon. Receiver one, then a secondary weapon. Wherever it is. Should we do a side bet on the Eagles taking Bijan if he's there? I say they
1: pass. You do realize a third of the first round whiffs. He's available. You're not going to take him at 10. He has zero chance to win. Let's do a side wager. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's finish this. Okay, uh, final one. Which team will be the biggest? Oh, gosh. Drama queen. Titans, okay. I think, move up. I think they either take... like they... I think Titans are interesting. Great coach, good defense, run game. Did they look at C.J. Stroud if he falls? Or Will Levis? I think they're going to be the most interesting. I think Seattle at 5 and Tennessee at 11, keep your eye on. So what is the side bet if Bijan Robinson
2: is available? I really want to get you in a knit hat, that Kevin Durant knit hat that you love. Third hour tomorrow knit hat? No. So, <laughs> if he's available at number 10,
1: I say the Eagles take Bijan you say they don't. Pass. Steak dinner.
2: Wow. All right, MB. I know your taste and it's expensive, so No. I'm to break out the wallet.
1: Give me a give me a herd beer, herd draft pick and a steak and some uh broccoli. You got anything else
2: to promote? You got the volume, your herd burgers. <laughs> what, what, we, what else are we do? Okay. <laughs>
1: draft tonight. Can't wait for tomorrow's show live in LA. It's the herd.
0: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey Jeff.